Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you for listening. And if you are tuning in again, welcome back. And lastly, if you find today's episode or any of these episodes of this podcast to be helpful or insightful, please follow and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're using. The more followers and ratings we get, the more we can help people like you. And without further ado, let's get started. When dealing with pain, the terms acute and chronic can be thrown around left and right without having a true meaning or indication on the best method to address this pain. So today I'm actually going to lay it all out and help you understand the concept of chronic versus acute sciatica pain so that you can take the necessary action steps today to recover from this condition. Remember, you don't have to live in this pain forever and you absolutely deserve to live pain-free without medications or surgery. In today's episode, we'll actually break down the three stages of the pain injury sequence, which includes the acute stage, subacute stage, and the chronic stages of pain. With each category, I'll actually share with you the physiological mechanisms behind each stage and the best ways to relieving your pain at that time. But first, we need to understand what pain is. The Oxford Dictionary actually describes pain as physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. And if we're to take a deeper dive, pain itself is a sensation, which is in essence an electrical impulse that translates or travels from that specific injured area to our brain. And this sensation is a signal that something is damaged so that we can avoid or change our behaviors to prevent further damage. Uh, And as a result, the phrase coined by Dr. Perry Nicholson of Stop Chasing Pain is that pain is a request for change. And it rings true. It is a signal that helps us protect our bodies. And remember, pain is an electrical signal that travels from our body part up to our brain and gets interpreted as pain or a normal sensation. So let's talk about acute pain. Acute pain is actually the first stage in the pain cycle and happens upon initial injury uh, of the presence of pain and it lasts for about six weeks. This actually can happen if you were to say trip and twist your ankle, fall and scrape your knee. And for sciatica issues, it could be related to sitting in a chair for too long, standing for too long, twisting in a weird way or lifting up an object very quickly. The acute stage of pain marks the time of initial injury, AKA day one. These stages of pain are actually categorized by the length of time that elapses. That's it. It's not a mechanism or sensation that makes an injury more acute or chronic, but truly the length of time that elapses since the initial onset of pain. And during the acute stage, there's going to be inflammation, swelling, redness, and in essence, pain. At this point, the nervous system, which is the nerves in your body, they're also on high alert because it just got injured. It doesn't want to get more hurt. It doesn't want to get more irritated. And because of the swelling, 
joints and muscles will feel stiffer. They're going to be harder to move. And also the swelling itself is going to create more irritation and pain. And the reality is during the first couple of days of injury, the initial purpose of this phase is to facilitate healing and to protect the injured area. So what can be done with an acute injury? The old school model and many professionals nowadays will also tell you to rest, rest, and more rest. But more than 60% of Americans do not meet the recommended amount of activity and approximately 25% of adults are actually not active at all, don't do anything. So that's 85% of adult Americans who don't get enough physical activity and are in, I like to call, quote unquote, rest mode. The link to this statistic is found by the CDC and can be found in the show notes of today's episode. So if you spend the majority of your day sitting, not moving, does rest really help? Now, contrary to popular belief of what you'll hear, not moving at all may actually have a negative impact on your recovery. You'll feel more stiff, more anxious, and in some cases, your pain can intensify. The priority during the acute stage of pain for your recovery is to take the following action steps. One, you have to protect the joint. You injured your your body part, your back, the sciatic nerve through a specific mechanism, we have to make sure that we're not causing more injury. Next, we have to implement pain-free movement. And we also have to find positions and stretches that would actually bring the pain down. So if your sciatica pain was brought on by bending forward to try to tie your shoe and you felt the initial onset of pain, then it wouldn't be a very good idea to repetitively, repeatedly bend over. However, if squatting or walking actually makes it feel better, then do more of that. It's that simple. And if doing a backwards bend actually brings your pain down, then do more of that for you. Your body is actually going to dictate what stretches, exercises, positions are actually going to be helpful for you. Now, I've seen so many books, guides, and videos and articles online talking about the best stretches for sciatica pain. I'm sure you've seen it too if you're listening to this episode. There are many causes to sciatica pain and there are endless amount of stretches that can help. But the reality is that each person's sciatica pain is actually caused by a unique mechanism. It's unique to them. And as a result, the exercise selection should be focused on how each person responds to said exercise or stretch. Now, once your pain actually subsides during this phase and you're feeling actually a little bit more comfortable, you can actually start to slowly integrate the previous movements and positions into your life. If say, for example, you hurt your back bending over, like I said before, then you actually must reevaluate on actually how you injured your back in the first place. If you hurt yourself by one mechanism or, uh, or action, chances are you can actually hurt yourself again by doing the same thing. So it's important for you to reevaluate and see if there's any change that you can make to that specific action. The next phase is what we call the subacute phase. This actually starts at the six week mark and ends at about 12 weeks. This is actually where there's a lot more tissue healing and there's less swelling. Um, In medical terminology, you are leaving the inflammatory phase and transition to the proliferation phase where cells are coming in to repair the area, and then the swelling starts to loosen up a little bit. Now, at this point, the pain 
intensity could actually be more, less, or the same. And this actually really all depends on what happened during the first six weeks, the acute phase of pain. At this point, inflammation really isn't the biggest problem. And actually, this is uh, at the point where the brain is conditioned to feel pain. Now, you're probably thinking, Ashley, like, what does conditioned to feel pain actually mean? So let me go ahead and take a step back and tell you that it takes about six weeks for a habit to form. And if you're in pain for more than six weeks, then your brain is in the habit. It is used to experiencing pain. And the positions and exercises that felt safe and pain-free before you got injured no longer feel safe and pain-free now, regardless if the tissue is healed properly or not. Now, is there a true mechanical cause to your pain when we get to this phase of healing? Absolutely. However, at this point, there's also going to be some changes in your brain in which we need to say to ourselves that we can get through this. And even positive self-talk can have an impact on your pain levels. And I think it's very important to discuss the inner workings of your brain um, and have that positive self-talk because if not, you'd be selling yourself short. And the priorities for the subacute phase is actually going to be very, very similar to the acute stage of pain, but with more movement. That means that we actually need to do more of what feels good, whether it be stretches, exercises, or just moving in general. And moving a little bit more. Um, and that could be some what we call low threshold or low intensity movements with a focus on not increasing or producing your pain. We actually have to break that pain cycle in your brain before it actually starts to be accustomed to experiencing that pain to begin with. So it is important that you are going to be moving, keeping an eye um, on how you feel. I find that people who experience pain and are sidelined by it, they try to implement as much as activity as possible. And maybe one day they're feeling great. And then so they decide to mow the lawn or do something super physical that day. And the next morning, they can barely get out of bed. So it is important for you to be able to keep an eye and see how you feel and let your body dictate what you can do. Which then, if by the end of 12 weeks and you're still in pain, you have officially reached the chronic stage of pain. And typical tissue healing actually takes about six to 12 weeks to, to recover. Um, actually, the link for this source is actually found in the show notes for today's episode. And aside from fractures and muscle tears, by 12 weeks, your tissues, whether it be a muscle, a ligament or something, should be healed. Um, or what I would often say to my patients, what needed to be healed in the first place is already healed. But we have to ask the big question, well, why is this pain still happening? Chronic pain has been a challenge to treat throughout all practitioners due to the fact that there are actually many causes and factors that need to be taken into account for chronic pain. We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the sciatica protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. 
Now, having an on-demand physical therapist can cost thousands plus hours of sessions. But with the sciatica protocol, you'll receive the same, if not better, customized care completely free. And why are we making this program free? Because I believe that everyone deserves to live free from pain without actually having cost be the biggest obstacle. It is simple to start and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. So let's premise with the fact that most cases of sciatica pain will actually resolve within the first four to six weeks of symptom onset of the initial onset of pain without doing anything. All right. Studies show that components like poor body mechanics, depression, and other factors can actually have an impact on longer term recoveries and can contribute to pain reaching the chronic stage. And the link to that article can be found in today's show notes as well. But I also believe that people reach the chronic stage of pain because of poor management at initial injury, because of the fact that the first two components that we just discussed in today's episode was overlooked. They were given medications, given the inappropriate exercises, and were not given an opportunity to heal and recover. And I don't know about you, I don't have the time nor the desire to roll the dice and hope that my pain goes away in four weeks. In fact, I would be making a change immediately the moment that I had pain. And the first way, the first weapon to addressing chronic pain is to not preach the chronic stage of pain at all. And I actually, I'm very proud to say that um, my most recent clients who've been experiencing pain for one to two years, even more, have actually been fixed and returned back to living their lives within two to three weeks. And so in the chronic stage of pain, as I said before, tissue healing has mostly occurred. Tissue is mostly healed, but we have to ask ourselves, well, what is causing all this pain? And we have, to, and so I, I encourage you to imagine this, all right? Your body is a car and your brain is the driver of the car. Now on occasion, you're gonna be driving and you might drive into the curb and okay, you might scuff up your rim every now and then, but if you do that enough, right? If you drive into the curb enough, your tire and rims, they're gonna be damaged that they're gonna blow up. And you get the tire and rim replaced and you're pretty much on your way back to normal. However, if you have a habit of driving into the curb, it doesn't matter how many tires and rims you switch out, you're gonna still be damaging those areas and causing tire blowouts and causing issues. So what that means is if your movement and life habits are facilitating healing or removing the irritating st stimulus, awesome. But if your daily activities and your movement habits are actually causing you to put a lot of wear and tear on your body, you will continue to be in pain. So the priority for this stage of recovery is that you have to look at what you do on a daily basis. Are your activities day-to-day -day irritating you or helping you out? Are the 12 stretches that you found online to treat sciatica pain, are they really helping you? And then another question that you could be asking yourself is, are there any stretches or exercises that can be eliminated completely so you can focus on healing specifically? So 
we have the mechanical part, which is going to be focusing on, again, the pain-free exercises that you can implement, focusing on the activities that actually reduce your pain, and then eliminating slash modifying those activities that continue to attribute to your pain. But then the second part of this equation is actually looking up into your own brain. Now, as I stated in the subacute phase, the brain is now conditioned to feel pain, even with the smallest emotions. You might be at a point where you have to reassure yourself that whatever you're doing isn't actually causing you pain in the first place. We have to be able to slowly reintroduce these activities because again, tissue healing is already happening or has already happened, you're already healed, but we need to retrain the brain and say, it's okay to move. And this is where activities like meditation or gentle walking can help because it calms the nervous system down to allow a reset and help you understand what movements are painful in the first place. Now, the thing is, is that at the chronic stage of pain, the intensity can be more, less, or the same as like in the other stages. But the biggest difference by this time is the fact that you have lived with this pain for 12 weeks or more. So you've actually may have developed some types of normalcy post-injury. You might have already modified those steps. And so when you're at this point and you feel like you don't know what to do, the key is that you, again, you do have to retrain your brain and change your movement habits. But how can you change your brain, right? Well, it's easier said than done. But as I said before, you have to reintroduce the painful movements slowly and tell yourself that you are not causing any damage and that you've been conditioned to feel this pain because you've been living with this pain for such a long time. What's interesting is that even that type of self-talk is going to have a huge impact on how you feel. And so a large part of it is that each stage of pain is going to have a specific priority and a specific action. And so there you have it. The main strategies to deal with every stage in the pain cycle. And remember that your stage of pain is actually defined by the length of time that's elapsed and not the pain feeling or the cause. You can get out of each stage of pain with the right focus. Now, regardless if it's going to be uh, acute, subacute, or the chronic stage of pain, the main goal is to get you out of pain. That means that every action you do to address it should be providing some sort of relief. If anything causes it to increase or produces your pain, you should completely eliminate it or modify it. And if it doesn't, have any impact at all, then you can proceed with caution. And as you know, you don't have to go through this painful journey alone. And that's why providers are out there to help you. And I promise you that there is hope for pain relief, and I know that you'll feel better. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider.